Hey there, folks. Welcome to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. My name is Stephen Craig. I am the host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less, and uh, we're here each and every Thursday to serve you. Serve you, our listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, glad you could be here. Uh, you know, it's um, it was fun listening to the comments from last week after uh, after going off on a tangent about uh, about how much music sucks. And it was um, I, I one of the reasons I love um, publishing Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Um, in addition to all, of course, the the fame and uh, fortune that goes with it, um, one of the reasons I really love uh, publishing the column is getting feedback and um, I, I, some really intelligent, thoughtful comments, um, especially to the online version uh, last week, and um, and really appreciated a lot of it. Especially, um, I had some folks that pointed out some of the uh, some of the one some of the unbelievably great music that is being produced today. And I, and I agreed. I, I sort of uh, tipped my hat to some of that uh, last week and talking about John Legend and uh, John Mayer. And you can throw out your own um, personal <coughs> preferences. Um, but uh, I think the distinction, and, and maybe I should have made it more, uh, is, you know, in retrospect, I was like, oh, actually, maybe that um, – maybe that delineation needed to be more clear was the idea that um, what I'm talking about as much as anything else is, um, is the music that's actually being heard and listened to. And I think that's the distinction, right? It's not, not that there's not good music available out there, that it's not, there isn't good music being produced, but rather that <coughs> by and large, the music that's being listened to sucks. Um, and that's true if you go out to a, a club, which I'm, I'm not one to usually go out dancing, but I made reference to the fact that we um, got back uh, from Mexico a while back and um, like the, every every single pit of music that I heard while I was down there was fucking awful. And in uh, likewise, if you go and listen, look at uh, Spotify's top um, top playlist, it's uh, it's up and horrible <laughs> it's, it is by and large now there are <clears throat> excuse me sorry about that still getting over a little bit of a cold but in any case um two aspects of that that you could uh you could certainly make a case for number one um pop music has has largely always sucked um and i i would generally tend to agree with that although i i certainly think the pop music of the 70s uh you could make a case was was certainly better than the stuff that's being put out today and uh and maybe even true of the 80s and 90s but um but i think the other case to be made um in that regard is that the spotify list doesn't necessarily reflect what people are actually listening to in the sense that um, if you're just if you're using Spotify as an app, like the people who listen to good music, like myself, I never use Spotify. I do use Apple Music, um, but the vast majority of music I listen to, I already own and have purchased, like CDs or I know I know I sound so old school, but um, stuff I've already downloaded permanently onto my phone, etc., or whatever um, device we use. So um, music streaming services might disproportionately represent shittier music because of the fact that people don't actually own it. It's just kind of poppy crap. Um, and there, there is certainly a case to be said about that. But as I said, as you go out into the universe and, um, and listen to what people are 
in fact, um, playing, um, it does suck. In any case, it was a really fascinating discussion. Um, I found it really interesting, and uh, as always, I appreciate getting to hear from all of you. Uh, this week's column, a little bit different. Um, uh, this week, focusing, uh, I, I was on my way home a while back, uh, driving uh i do unfortunately a lot of driving between denver and the mountains in colorado and uh and i sat there and um i use uh, google maps often uh to track um to track the drive time and, and know how long it is and uh as i was sitting there one day i was like yeah you know it, it started uh occurring to me just where all that data comes from it's amazingly spot on in terms of um in terms of the drive time. And the reason that it is, is because it's using uh, minute by minute aggregate, um, aggregate track data derived from tracking cell phones. Um, and it made me think of, as I was sitting there, I was driving along, it made me think of um, the scene that I'm going to reference in uh, from the dark night uh, in which, um, well, in any case, let me just, let, let's just get down to it. Cause I'm, I'm going to describe the scene and then I'm going to describe the scene later. So that, that seems stupid. Uh, this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less is called Beautiful, Beautiful, Unethical, and Dangerous. I really don't like sitting in traffic. Okay, yes, I know. That is true for just about everybody else on the planet as well. But seriously, I don't like sitting in traffic. Unfortunately, the drive I do frequently along the corridor of I-70 from my house in the mountains down to the front range communities of Metro Denver is often packed with tourists. On weekends in particular, what should be an hour drive at most often turns into something more akin to two to three times that duration. In fact, we will frequently plan our travel around it. In days of yore, and by that I mean really just about a decade ago, before the advent of smartphones, I would just have to chance it, you know, roll the dice and go for it, not knowing how much traffic I might encounter as I headed up or down the hill. But nowadays, I can simply type my destination address into Google Maps, allow it to access my current location, and voila, it tells me precisely how long it will take me to get there with a degree of accuracy that is unnervingly impeccable. And that, my friends, is both bliss-inducing and terrifying at the exact same time. I say bliss-inducing because this technology allows me to save countless hours stuck in traffic as I take my kids out to dinner and wait to travel until the congestion subsides. But I also say terrifying because the technological delight is made possible by the collection of aggregate data on our cell phones, a subtle surveillance of our comings and goings that we tacitly accept. We are being continuously tracked and monitored all through the endorsement of our blithe unawareness. Trust me, despite the penetrating fear and discomfort of the previous paragraph, I am no conspiracy theorist. And if you know me uh, and are a regular listener to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less, you know I, I really despise conspiracy theories um, and feel that uh, the vast majority of uh, believers in them are... Um, not, not giving them proper consideration and thought. Um, but I don't believe that this track, I, I really don't. I don't believe that this tracking technology is being developed with Orwellian intent as the government spies on us to control our thoughts and keep us in line. To be honest, I just don't think our government is that smart or efficient. At this point in its evolution, tracking is largely in the hands of the corporations 
and their motive is strictly capitalistic in nature. Yes, they mine data to specifically target consumers and herd us into certain purchasing projections, but it has also been extracted to make our society more functional and effective. Knowing and interpreting aggregate data on genuine human patterns of behavior and movement can inform us on how best to shape our resources and infrastructure to better meet those needs. Google Maps is just one such example of aggregate data being applied to further better civil engineering. But this technology also has serious powers connected to pri basic privacy rights, and there have to be assurances that its uses are limited and stay within the right hands. At the end of the dark night, Christian Bale's Batman manipulates the sonar technology developed by Wayne Industries' business manager, Lucius Fox, played by Morgan Freeman, in order to be able to tap into and spy on every single cell phone in Gotham. Batman just needs Lucius Fox to help him use it to be able to track down and stop the Joker, who is ravaging the city and causing countless innocent deaths. But as Fox walks into the surveillance room, with its countless cameras and lining the walls, he gasps audibly in horror. Beautiful, isn't it? Batman asks him. Beautiful, unethical, dangerous, Lucius responds. I need to find this man, Lucius, Batman reassures him, convincing him of the utilitarian purpose of his request and telling Fox that only he has been given security access to use it. But Fox isn't so sure. At what cost? This is too much power for one person. Fox finally relents with the understanding that this will be the one and only time he is party to this overreach into the privacy of everyday citizens. And for his part, Batman has designed the system to self-destruct once the mission has been accomplished and the Joker has been vanquished. But how likely are today's corporate executives going to be to do the same? The line here is a fairly straightforward one. It comes in the form of the collection of aggregate data versus the tracking of singular individuals. This line, however, has already been blurred by trolling behavior, location, and search engine patterns of individuals for the purpose of targeted advertising. And while that seems harmless enough, what happens if this capacity to track and monitor each and every citizen through their cell phones falls into the lap of a political party or individual candidate intent on using it to win elections? What happens when certain state governments use it to surveil the whereabouts of pregnant women who travel to other states to have abortions, then include it as evidence to prosecute them upon their return? Sure, it's all well and good when we as parents are drawing on it to trace our sometimes wayward teenagers, but what happens when someone comes along who wants to use it to track us? The problem, of course, is that this genie is now out of the bottle and isn't getting shoved back in anytime soon. What safeguards can we now retroactively put in place to assure that this technology isn't used for questionable purposes? How can we limit who has access to it and how should those people be selected? Can we push to reassert principles of only aggregate versus individual tracking within the system that does the monitoring? These are the questions we should be asking, because Google Maps director Jen Fitzpatrick might be a nice lady. I have no flippin' idea.
but she's no Batman, and her successor might be much less so. And to quote Lucius Fox, this is too much power for one person. You know, it's funny. I don't usually end. Um, I don't usually end truth in a thousand words or less with so many questions. To be honest, I usually, I usually have some big drawn conclusion at the end. Um, but I thought the subject matter this week lent itself more to the idea of asking questions and leaving them out there. Because I don't know that necessarily I or anybody else has the answers to them. But they are definitely questions that we need to be asking. In any case, I'll be back with more questions next week. Until then, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of John Mayer and a good and hearty uh, well wishes for the rest of your week. Folks, my name is Stephen Craig. I am the truth. I I do that like every week now. It's become like my go-to of screwing that up at the end of the podcast. My name is Stephen Craig. I am the host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. I'm not the truth. In fact, like there are people out there who uh, have commented that, you know, like using the term truth for a column is, uh, an opinion column is inappropriate. I don't think they get irony. In any case... If you're still listening, you probably do. Folks, have a really great week. I will see you back here next Thursday. Thank you so much for uh, making this whole flipping thing possible. We are so grateful to have you listening. Uh, And we'll be back with another one next week. Until then, folks, peace out, y'all.